Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship, and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Well, hello, sweet pleasure seekers. Welcome to the Pleasure Zone, where all things wonderful, wild, sexy, and sensuous show up. And I am so excited tonight that I have a guest. His name is Christopher Lovestone, and we're going to be talking about conscious cock. I get to say cock a lot in this show, and it's going to be sweet. It's going to be awesome. I'm so excited for that. Um, usually I use penis, but I love the word cock, so I'm so excited to have to cock talk. It's awesome. And for those of you who are brand new listening to this show, and I just said cock five times, that's right. You are listening to the show where we get to say that like five times in one minute. It is a show about sex. It's a show about uh, sensuality. It's about all things that have to do with bodies and knowing pleasure and how do we have more of it. And sometimes we look at historical things and anthropological and sociological and psychological and energetic. We look at all the angles and all the dangles and we have so much fun on this show exploring possibilities for even greater uh, pleasure on the planet. And what I love to do is find other pleasure seekers and other pleasure diviners on the planet and the ones who are um, super inspiring to me, I invite on this show. And so tonight, you guys get to have the pleasure of joining me and being voyeurs in the conversation that I'm about to have with Christopher Lovestone. Now, you you might be like, who's that? His name sounds famous. Why does his name sound famous? I think I know this guy, but I don't know why I know this guy. Because his name was like given to him to be literally like either a porn star or a sex therapist for sure like you were born with that name christopher lovestone i'm like could you possibly have a more perfect name for your choice of career i don't know (laughs) so christopher is the author of conscious talk isn't it perfect i it's like divine um so christopher is the author of conscious cock it's a book that gives heterosexual men a comprehensive power upgrade of their ability to succeed in relationships and get what they really want out of their sex life through authenticity, integrity, and transparency. It's a book every man should be given when he reaches adulthood. I, When I am, have been listening to this, I'm thinking every man should have this book when he reaches adulthood, maybe at puberty, maybe when he first explores his own penis, and then every woman could listen to this to understand the possibilities of how great relationships could be, that they could invite men into having with them. So to me, this book is like all around, even though it might have been directed and written for men um, specifically, it's actually for everyone. That's my point of view. Um, so Christopher is a sex educator and relationship consultant who survived six divorces in his childhood because every child is married six times. Just kidding. <laughs> and <laughs> on to rewrite the rules of the relationship game so people can win. 
He now teaches people how to succeed through communication, education, and integrity. His techniques have yielded him a wildly successful 14-year marriage that gets hotter every year, and he published his teachings in his new book, Conscious Cock, The Empowered Sexuality Manual for Men. He's been called the Einstein of Relationships and has been endorsed by many of the top sex educators in the world. No kidding. That doesn't surprise me at all. Um, I just want to say that, uh, that that I was so lucky to be gifted uh, the recordings of your voice um, to listen to the Conscious Cock book, and I love it. Honestly, I can't tell you how much I love this book. It is like up there with me with like pussy a reclamation. They're like now my top two favorite books about sex genitals and reclaiming sexuality that I have <laughs> oh found. I just love them. So um, I'm like, to me, I, I like see the energy of this book being that big coming in like now <laughs> so um wow. i'm so excited i get to talk to you because i'm like oh my god i get to say i talk to him when i get to be that person who gets <laughs> to <say> that. <laughs> oh wow um, you're so kind oh it's i i'm just like i'm so touched by the information in this book i'm going to give away all the information in this book because i think it's um so personal to people listening to it that uh Everybody who is listening, if you are even remotely curious to uh, connect with Christopher and get your own copy because you listening to it yourself, you're going to get different things than I got out of it. I can share with you what I got out of it. Um, and I have to say that um, my cousin and I were listening to this the other day. I was I let her have a little taste of your book. So she listened to a chapter with me. And my cousin said, is he in a relationship? He must be in a relationship. His wife must be so lucky. And we were just <laughs> laughing. We're like, yeah, doesn't like every woman want to be with him? <laughs> so, so we've decided you must have uh, a massive following. Like you must have a harem of women who just like are so excited. <laughs> that's so funny. Me. That's, that's our view. <laughs> so she's also thought, well, if my husband could even be like 10%, even like 10% of those stools, things would be really different. Um, so I think that's really cool. And what uh, what a what a great gift. So you might be going, why is she going on and so excited and like a little... Uh, I'm so glad you're excited. Yeah. And I wonder like if listeners are like, is she on crack? Like I get excited about conversations, but I'm like giddy. And this is like, I'm not oh, like a giddy God, person wonderful. normally. This is pretty funny. I need this. I, I can really benefit from having this type of positive feedback because yeah, I get a lot of uh, judgment thrown at me about the the work that I do and the message that I'm putting out there into the world. My thesis on sexuality and relationships that I'm presenting, mm. it's all my perspective. It's my opinion based on decades of learning and research and trial and error in my own life and observing other people. But I get so much judgment. I get so much attack and shame. So like having anybody give me positive feedback and endorsement is really quite a balm and salve on my heart um, because there's a whole part of the creative process that is dealing with your own shadow and dealing with your own saboteur. And I regularly feel like, what the hell am I doing? I just want to throw up my hands and give up already. Like, why am I trying so hard to, to put this out there into the world? Because I meet with so much resistance, uh, so much censorship 
you know, so much judgment yeah. and shaming and people telling me, you shouldn't be doing this and you shouldn't be doing that. You're focusing too much on sex. I'm like, well, that is what I'm focusing on is sex. Actually, <laughs> that is the point. Um, anyway, I don't want to interrupt you, but um, thank you. I really appreciate uh, no. your appreciation, if I can say it that way. Um, it, it, yeah. it, it helps to encourage me to keep going. Uh, so that. it really is soul food. Um, and I, I cherish having these conversations with other people who get what I'm saying about sex being a positive thing when done in the right way. You know, it yeah. being fuel for our lives, it fueling our creativity, it giving us juice and filling our tanks and spilling over to, to, to positively affect the other relationships in our lives. Um, whether they're work relationships or community or church, you know, if your love tanks are full and you're being seen and respected and loved by your partner, then like you've got a lot more to share around, you know, with your children, with your friends, you know, everybody. And that, that, that positively affects the world. It ripples out. Um, like sex and love are the core of, of so much of our, our energy in the world our energy in life, you know, if you had that wonderful lovemaking last night, then the next day you're kind of floating on air, right? Well, what if it could be like that for the rest of your life? Um, right. So anyway, <laughs> I have a lot to talk about and I just wanted I to know. say thank you. <laughs> I love that. I love that you have a lot to talk about. Um, and you mentioned briefly about censorship, which is interesting because even in putting this title out uh, on social media, I'm very aware of what titles will fly and won't fly and at the same time I, I wanted to honor your book title um, and in doing so I actually had to change the word cock so that it could actually go out on social media and um, be seen yeah. by by the algorithm so yeah it's like right. see hashtag CK instead of like full on cock like can't we just love that word because it's beautiful so it's I, I a steep hill like, to climb Right. Like, what was it that encouraged you so much to bring the word cock back to our realities and, like, embrace well, it? It's such a good conversation. There's so much shame in the English language about sexuality. You know, there's, there's clinical words for our genitalia, penis, mm -hmm. phallus, vagina, vulva, etc. Um, and then there's derogatory words. Dick. Mm -hmm. He's such a dick. And you say that, and it, it's so condescending, and everybody gets what you mean instantly, and that's embedded in our language. You know, oh, you're such a pussy. Isn't that horrible? Doesn't that make your skin crawl? You know, but like this is our language. This is th these are the perspectives that we've been handed by the people that we learned our language and our culture from: our caregivers, our parents, our school, our church, our community, our boss, our friends, etc. You know, we, we were just given these things and we never chose to accept them. They just were programmed into us. Um, we can call that sex negativity. When, you call, when the word for calling somebody a jerk, a person who is deserving of your contempt, a contemptible person, when the word for that is the word for the male genitalia, then we have a steep hill to climb to separate the concept of sex from the concept of negativity. Like we live in a very sex negative culture, yet everywhere we turn, everything is hypersexualized in media. Like how many um, Victoria's Secrets models do you see on billboards in the subway? Like things are hypersexualized everywhere we turn, yet it's also demonized and vilified. And no, we can't talk about sex. We can't actually have that conversation out in the open. So it, we exist in this horrible paradox where we can't win. We're damned if we do and we're damned if we don't. Anyway, so back to the term cock. Um, a 
cock is a rooster, and I grew up on a farm. Mm-hmm. I, I grew up on a farm. So right. anybody you know grew up in the country and grew up on a farm knows that a cock is a rooster. A rooster is a male chicken, and a male chicken is a very beautiful animal. He has mm-hmm. um, crown feathers and tail feathers and plumage like many males or many males of various bird species do that is absolutely stunning to look at. And he has a very mm-hmm. powerful masculine energy. And you could say that that's an archetype for masculinity, that the rooster is an archetype for masculinity. And I've spent the last few years searching and meditating and developing uh, an, an image to represent healthy masculinity. When I say healthy masculinity, I specifically mean healthy, positive masculinity that embraces our sexual power rather than shaming it and nullifying it. So mm-hmm. the image of the rooster finally came to me. And specifically, I developed that into the, an image of a rooster meditating. Legs crossed, mm-hmm. hands or wings down in his lap, you know, and he's meditating. He's, he's taking the, the archetype of masculinity and he's raising it through conscious thought to be the best that he can be and not just live an unconscious life, not just live repeating patterns that he's observed in the world, right? But actually making his choices volitionally. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, to say that cock is, is such a slang and a swear word is to look at it in one light, from one perspective. But there's lots of other perspectives. A cock is a farm animal. It is. Mm-hmm. It absolutely is. If you've ever heard about cockfighting, it is a oh, real true. thing. <laughs> I live in Costa Rica, and there are cockfighting rings here, and they bring their cocks, their roosters, and they fight them until first blood or till death. Depends, you know, and, and that's something that in the States we would say, you know, is horrible, but it exists in the world. You know, so you could say cock is a swear word, but that actually just talks about your enculturation of the use of the word, your upbringing surrounding the use of that word and the sex negativity in your upbringing more than it talks about the actual English language. Anyway, so... Um, it's interesting to say, oh, does that trigger you? Does it trigger you when I say the word cock? Does it trigger you when I say the word dick? Like, is that triggering? Why is that triggering? We're talking about a piece of the body, right? It's just a piece of the body, <laughs> like your mm-hmm. hand or something like that. But we have so much laden judgment and shame about it. Oh, he can't say that. Yeah, we say somebody's a dick. We say somebody's a uh, pussy. We say somebody's, a, you know, an asshole. We yeah. use terms for locations on the body that have lots of, pleasure-centered nerves on them as, ner- as derogatory judgments on somebody's character and personality. It's, it's, it just exhibits our sex negativity, how embedded sex negativity is in our culture, that it's in our language. So if, if we can turn around our, our, our perspective, let me say this differently. In order to turn around our perspective, we have to have a word to use. If we don't have a word for something, it's hard for us to conceive of it. If we do have a word for something, then, oh, we can start thinking about it. We can start analyzing it. We can start talking. We can start picking it apart because we have a word to consider the concept. Um, so I offer the concept of conscious cock, conscious sex-positive masculinity. Because um, we all come from... A penis. A penis is the source of all life, if you will. Like semen comes from the male genitalia, you know. So you and I, I I believe that life is sacred, you know. So by by shaming the male genitalia, it's like we're shaming the source of all life because life does Mm -hmm. come from the semen from a man through his penis. It is the vehicle, and then you know the the woman carries it. She's the vessel, right? She's the Mm -hmm. mother, but. But to shame the source of all life, to me, is 
ridiculous. So bringing it into the light, offering people a different perspective that they can try on for a while and see how it works for them in their life. What if I didn't conceive of the male genitalia as a negative thing to um, deride someone's character by calling them a dick? What if I thought, oh, wow, yeah, that is the source of all life. That's where we all come from. Isn't that sacred? Ah, the source of all creation. Interesting. Hmm, let's try that out. Let's have a conversation about it. Anyway, I don't want to get too long-winded on that. But, I love that. Um, okay. I like to offer people the the concept that they could choose to analyze their use of language and try on a different way to use it. I think it's interesting that there are here we are in North America or you're in Costa Rica, but we're in like yeah. the Western Hemisphere where we're fairly educated people in a way, yet we somehow have missed the mark where ancient cultures, um, say, for example, even like Hinduism, where there's like the worship of a phallus, the lingam, or there's uh, Japanese cultures that have like a massive parade to celebrate cocks. Like there is cock celebration in the world and somehow we're missing it. Like we have, we don't have anything that celebrates cocks at all, ever. Um, we also right. don't have really anything that celebrates vulvas ever or pussies. Like we don't celebrate these things yet they together create life and, and we have like zero value for them. It's, and, and what I also liked something that you said was about how we tend to create such derogatory things around those parts of our bodies that are so highly sexualized and sensitive to, to a sexual response, like, you know, you're an asshole, you're a cock, you're a pussy, whatever. Um, it's not like we ever go around and say, you're such a nostril. Like, that would be interesting. We do have kind of sensitive nostrils and uh, such an eyeball, highly sensitive. My eyeballs are highly sensitive. If something like got punched into my eyeballs, that would really hurt. Just saying, right? Like, what? what is it that because there's a sexual energy that is also... Um, part of that in an obvious way where your eyes can be sexual not so obvious maybe um, it's kind of wild to me that it's become so uh, so it, uh, what's the word for it it's it's just like it's so not even just negative it, it's uh, uh, there's no celebration. I just don't get how there's no celebration or, or how we've separated our bodies so much that we have to make certain parts so wrong and bad. Um, so yeah. I like that, you know, what if we didn't make all any of our parts of our body wrong and bad? And what if they were all a celebration and we could thoroughly enjoy them all and investigate and explore and have fun and discover and what concept that we could maybe discover and there's you repeatedly say in your book um things which i think are so brilliant but one of them is really to have to have um men in particular be willing to learn be willing to be open to learn something new you don't have to think you know everything it it's like and uh -huh. it's not that you use these exact words i'm just kind of summarizing but it's kind of like it's sure. okay to learn something new. It's okay to ask questions. Uh, kind of like that old adage, of, uh, that old kind of story of 
you know, woman and a man driving down the road and the woman's like, let's ask for direction. The man's like, no, no, no I've got this. Right. But I think right. that applies but to so many things. <laughs> it's like the cure for male chauvinism is curiosity. Yes, it is. If you can inhabit uh, your life from a place of curiosity rather than know-it-allness, it shifts mm-hmm. everything. And then bring that to the bedroom. Bring that to your partner. Bring that to your partner's heart. Bring curiosity to your relationship every single day and see where that gets you. It gets you in an engaged, dynamic dance. It brings you into the present moment and um, shifts everything. It's so true. And I love that. I I am so excited for the day where more men um, think like you. <laughs> so, uh, I truly well. am. <laughs> Yay! And it's kind of, I know it's happened. It's shown up. It's going to show up because why? Because you actually initiated it, right? So as long as we have somebody who initiates it on planet, whether it takes five years or five minutes or twenty years, that information's now out there, and it can't be re- it can't be retracted. It's out there. So for the people who are willing to be open, who are willing to explore, who are willing to be more conscious. I I invite all of you to to get this book. And for all of you who don't want to be conscious, that's okay too. Like that's just your choice. But what if your life was way more fun if you chose consciousness? Just saying. <laughs> Something to think about. We're actually going to head to our first commercial break while you guys contemplate the possibilities of being more conscious and more curious. Um and so you're listening to the Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices and Network and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Milica Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly, other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today from the U.S., call 815 880 TALK. That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. 
or send your questions or comments via email to info at MilicaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, sweet pleasure seekers. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone, where I'm having a most fabulous conversation with Christopher Lovestone about conscious cock and all things cock and cockety cock. And I just love that word. And so uh, it was interesting before the show, I was dancing around the house like a little girl who just ate way too many lollipops. And my husband said, oh, what's your topic tonight? Like he could see something was like shifting in my brain universe. (laughs) And I said, oh, I'm talking to this author who wrote Conscious Talk and you should check out this book. It's amazing. And I've been trying to like sneak turn it on when he's like wandering around, see if he like will perk up and have a listen. And he goes, what do you mean conscious cock? I said, well, it's about like, it's really about empowering men to have better relationship. And he's like, like with men? I'm like, no, with women. Like he wrote this book for heterosexual men to have better relationships with their women. And this is my, my husband. He's a joker, but he's also the voice of so many men. So I like getting his, his take on things. And his take was, and he's very funny and honest about things. And then I get other perspectives in the world. He said, that's great that he wrote it. And how many men are actually willing to listen to a book that's about self-help? And I was like, that both broke my heart, but there was so much truth in it that I thought, so what's another way to get this out in the world? And because I think that information is so valuable. And at the same time, there may be still men who are interested in the book. Um, but I I did get what he's where he was coming from, that there's something about... He said, like, what he further went to say was that there's something about um, men thinking that they don't have problems, so they don't need self-help books. Oh, yeah. It's an epidemic. If you'll you'll allow me to speak to that, it's absolutely epidemic that men are programmed to um, act as if they have everything figured out and they've got everything Mm -hmm. together. Perhaps women also, but I'm not going to make a gender discussion right now. I'm just going to say something that I know to be true for men, that you know, we pretend that we've got it all figured out. We know everything that we need to know, and we kind of believe it. <laughs> you know? You know, so the, this concept of flipping the script and switching to living a life of curiosity rather than living a life of a mask, wearing a mask where we pretend to have everything figured out. We pretend to have a nice life that we're happy with, you know, with 2.5 cars in the garage and the white picket fence and all these things that we're supposed to have. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's true that men are uh, tough, um, educational, um, nut to crack. And I've been studying education for many decades and uh, I'm a good teacher and educator and I'm always looking for learning style techniques that address different learning styles and specifically uh, so many men are closed you know they, they're they're so used to playing out this um, persona of having everything figured out yet inside the truth is that so many of us are wavering in uncertainty and self-doubt and especially when it comes to the the, the bedroom and you know, it's evidenced by the biggest and most frequent question that I get from men, which is, how do I last longer in bed? Mm. Which many people snicker at. But if you'll just pause and let that question linger in the air for a moment, how do I last longer in bed? 
what's behind it is a deep longing to be more pleasing to his partner, to give his partner more pleasure, and for him to have more pleasure, to improve things, a desire to make things better, and mm. um, to make it better for his partner too, right? And that is, uh, um, it's, it's, what am I saying? It's being not gracious, not gratitude. It's, really it's being giving. It's being giving, yeah. right? It's, it's wanting to be giving. So, you know, that's a hook to use the metaphor of a fisherman have a hook in the water that's a hook mm -hmm. so i bait my hook and i put it out there like okay you want to learn how to last longer in bed i'll tell you I, i've got modern sex education from the last 10 years not the 50 year old stuff that you were taught in junior high school you know not mm -hmm. the stuff that you see in porn today which is completely skewed you know i've got mm -hmm. modern sex ed with like scientific basis behind it and there's a whole lot to be learned about anatomy and physiology sexual anatomy and physiology especially the female genitalia and reproductive system that men do not know about most women don't know about also, but I work with men. Yes. Okay, so you know I hook them where they display interest, which is lasting longer and better. I'm like, that's great. I can teach you that. There's tons to learn. You need to learn the modern sex education. You need to know the most recent research. You need to know the map of the yoni, you know, the, the map of the female genitalia that we know of today because so much has been uncovered in the last decade. Um, mm -hmm. But the thing is, it's been uncovered by female researchers, and it hasn't been published in the mainstream medical journals, which are dominated by men. So it's kind of underground, if you will. So sure. I'm getting that information into the hands of men. It's like getting a good map. <laughs> if you have a good map, you can navigate well. Mm -hmm. If you have a crappy old map, things have changed. You know, we've got better navigational intelligence nowadays. So, you know, hook them where they are and then teach them some things that they really need to know that they didn't really know that they needed to know. Like, communication tools, emotional uh, intelligence, and uh, understanding women, because a lot of men just do not understand how women work, and they're confused by them. But if yeah. you understand how women work, then you can use that information to empower your success. And I mean mutual success, your plural, like the success of both of you in your relationships. So um, yeah, most men are not going out there crying for a self-help book uh, about sexuality, absolutely correct and at the same time that that's true there is a huge explosion of interest in sexuality these days um it's a, a renaissance of interest in uh eroticism and sexuality um yes. and it this growing wave of people are turning to anything that they can get their hands on whether it be tantra workshops or festivals or going into polyamory or open relationships or swinging or sex clubs like the Desire Resort in Cancun uh, or the one in Jamaica, hedonism. You know, people are, are turning mm -hmm. to so many different avenues to explore their sexuality because information is available to us now for the first time. It wasn't available 30 years ago pre-internet, but now all the information is available and you can Google anything you want to Google. Um, so... While it's true that most men aren't interested, it's also true that porn is like the most watched thing in the world today. So there is exactly. a huge interest in sex. Yes. So Ironic, there, there's a right? lot of guys so... interested in this. So, yeah. yeah. Interested as long as they can do it in their bedroom on their own and not have anybody know that they either purchased a book that might actually assist them in more ways than just having you know, longer lasting sex, like being educated on things like you have something um, that you talk about in your book about the female arousal roadmap, which yeah. I, I have, um, 
looked at that from from a female perspective, like looking at and educating myself on things like that. But I have actually never heard a man talk about it. So when you talked about it, I was like, hallelujah, something (laughs) (laughs) world are getting this. This is awesome. The women kind of knew this. We knew this about ourselves. Um, We're like, hello, we know this about ourselves. Please, men, we know this about ourselves. We can just tell you this. <laughs> just please listen to us. <laughs> so, right. I love right. It. Well, can you share a little sure. about what the heck that is? You know, I'm really good at systematizing things and making things into protocols. And all I mean by a protocol is just a step-by-step system that you use. That's all I mean by a protocol, a procedure. You know, I'm really good at breaking things down into understandable mm-hmm. Uh, things that I can communicate to somebody and they can hear me say it once, maybe twice, you know, in a span of five minutes and then they've got it and they never f- forget it and they're not confused when they try to explain it to their friend, like things that are really easy to, to, to digest. And then mm-hmm. since they're so easy to digest, they're easy to implement rather than being True. so-called shelf help where you kind of read a self-help book and you stick it on your shelf and it helps your shelf look nice, <laughs> but it doesn't actually change anything in your real life. You know, I don't, I don't like that. I like things that make massive change quickly, that don't take practicing 30 minutes a day for 10 years to master. So the concept of the female arousal roadmap is that I've observed in uh, my studies and relationships and my own life that um, women's sexuality, we could say their genitals, tend to be offline in general, I'm speaking in generalities, most mm-hmm. of the time, um, and that the, there's a way to bring them online that has a higher chance of success than just going straight for her genitals. And the way to bring them online that has a higher chance of success is to, to connect to her mind first. Now, let's say you're in a long-term committed relationship. You're living together. Let's say you've got shared finances and children, okay? Um, yeah. There's a lot of stressors and stresses in that life, like, uh, are all the bills paid? Um, is the house a mess? Are there dirty dishes in the sink? Is the laundry done? How's the car? Is it running? Are we going to be able to get to work tomorrow? Are, did the kids have their lunches? Did somebody just get sick? Um, there's a ton of stressors. And uh, to connecting to a woman's mind, to me, means do you get her world? Do you have an idea of what's going on in her brain these days, recently, today, this moment? What's she stressed about? Is she worried that the house is a freaking mess? She's not going to be able to drop into her sexuality probably, I'm saying in general. Like she's not going to be able to connect to her genitals if she's got a lot of weight on her shoulders and things that she's thinking about. that are They get in the way of the energy flowing to her genitals, so to say. Um, so like, do you really get her world or not? Or are you just off in the clouds completely not understanding what's really happening for her in her mind, what her concerns really are, what she really is thinking about. Um, And, you know, I'll just say it like this. If you're a woman, I don't mean to be possessive. I don't like possessiveness. But I'll just say it for ease of conversation. Like, as if I'm speaking Mm -hmm. to you and you're a man, I'm saying if your woman is thinking about tons of of things and you don't have any idea what's going on in her mind, she's probably not going to open up and connect with you because you don't really get her. And if she's worried about a lot of things, she's probably going to be stuck in kind of nervousness and worry. Um, she's, it's going to be hard for her to drop into sensuality and eroticism and sexuality. Um, so doing things like identifying what things she's concerned about and then 
discussing them with her, having a conversation about them, <laughs> not necessarily facing them, You're crazy. right? But You're having crazy. a conversation. So what are you thinking about? What are you worried about? Tell me, share what's going on and actually having a conversation without necessarily needing to fix it. However, so maybe she's stressed about the house being dirty. It's fine, you know, participate in cleaning the house. Go buy some new sheets and stick them on the bed. Do the laundry and put, the, put it away afterwards. Like do the dishes and put them away. Like assist in things that are on her mind in your physical space. Um, and if it's something that's like a bigger thing, like, oh, worried about finances and making the mortgage payments and stuff like that, you don't have to fix it. But if you make a plan to be addressing it on an ongoing basis with her, that allows her perhaps gets a higher chance, higher chance of successfully allowing her to put those concerns on the back burner and not have them in the driver's seat all the time. Right. So if you can put those worldly concerns in the back seat because you've addressed them, you've discussed them, maybe you've made a plan, maybe you've, you know, done the laundry and cleaned up the bedroom, you know, so it doesn't stink. Like those then 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 she can come into the driver's seat. You know, you're assisting her and you're demonstrating allyship. You're not coming in and doing everything for her. You know, that she doesn't want that. She's it's her life too. She wants to be in the driver's seat of her own life. But she wants an ally that like she feels is supporting her. This is my, my take on things. So if you're doing all that successfully, then then like maybe she can move out of her mind into her heart, move down. This is the second step of my roadmap for female arousal is if you connect with her mind, get on the same page with her, address her concerns, then you can go down to her heart. Meaning, does she feel loved by you? Does she feel you emotionally being present with her? Have you been emotionally present with her? Are you being stingy with your presence emotionally? Are you being loving? Are you being appreciative? You know, and if you can connect to her heart and demonstrate and make her feel that you love her, I mean, it can be as simple as, honestly, it can be as simple as flowers sometimes. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. it can be as simple as, as a little gift. Um, it can be as simple as leaving a love note in her purse that she'll find tomorrow. You know, but you're, you have to be real. You can't just make this stuff up. She'll detect your falseness if you're not being acting out of integrity with your words. But if you can connect to her heart and make her feel that you love her by actually actively loving her with your emotions, you know, then maybe her heart will open and come online. And if you've opened her mind by addressing her concerns and connecting with her day-to-day -day reality and seeing where she's at and really being there with her as an ally. And if you connect to her heart and demonstrate and show her so that she feels your love and your appreciation and your respect and your desire for her in her heart, you know, then probably you have a higher likelihood of success that her genitals are going to respond and open and want to come online and play with you also. Right. Then I say, then go for touching her in between her legs, you know, like after you've connected to her mind, after you've connected to her heart, um, then enjoy the, the sensory arousal that you can create by stimulating the erogenous zones. We can say it like that in a sexual educational manner, um, you know, or like go to third base if you want to use a more playful kind of like junior high school metaphor, sure. you know. Um, or get into bed or make love, however you want to say it. Uh, Open and grind you know, it. And then like she gets to she gets to feel this um congruence between all aspects of her, her mind, her heart, and her sex. And there's nothing better than having all of you be on board at the same time. Another way to say it is like if all of your chakras are open to the other person, mm -hmm. 
-hmm. If you like the, the metaphor of chakras, like you check in with your root chakra, your heart chakra, and your crown chakra. Be like, is my, is my mind open to him? Is he really getting where I'm at mentally? Does he understand me? Check in with your heart. Um, now I'm talking to women. Like, does, does he really love me? Is he really present with me? Do I feel his caring? You know, do I feel closed to him with my heart in any way? Am I guarding? Am I armored? And then check in with your sex. I'm like, what about my sex? Do I feel aroused by him? Do I, do I feel a spark? Do I feel a zing, you know, when I hear him or when he touches me, you know, stuff like that. And if everything's online and congruent and everything's a yes, there's nothing better than that. That alignment and congruence between your different centers, your, your mind, your heart, and your, your sex. Like, you could say that that's good intuition right there. That yes. you're a go, you're a green, you're 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 a yes to the other person. Like you know, so I, my system, my roadmap for teaching female arousal to men is teaching them, hey, if you want her to be your lover or, or you know have some love making with your partner, like connect to her mind, connect to her heart, and then connect to her sex. Don't expect her sex to come online first if you haven't demonstrated that you love her and made her feel loved, and if you haven't like showed her that you understand how she sees the world. So I get going really fast. <laughs> I love that. It's just so pragmatic, honestly. And even the way that you've organized your book is it's so practical and there's like sort of it evolves uh, into itself through your chapters. And and even like this particular chapter, I like this one was outstanding to me and that it's it's actually a really short chapter to listen to. It's like under 10 minutes. It's maybe even like five or six minutes. And it's so concise. It's so simple and concise that I listened to it, I think, three times already because I was like, that's the ticket. And that is that is the ticket um, for, uh, for me to, as a woman, to connect with myself. That's the ticket for me to know, like, to even check in and go, there's something it what's off here. Yes, I could check my shockers and see what's spinning or not spinning, but there's this pragmatic approach of yes, do I feel connected in my mind? Do I feel connected in my heart? Do I feel connected um in my genitals or in my erogenous zones? Like do I feel motivated to actually proceed here? You know, and I think it's it's just great. It's uh, honestly a a tool that I I would love to know if somebody's listening out here who works in sex education for like teens, how do we get this to the kids? How do we get this so that kids can have respectful relationships starting from the first relationship? Like, why do we got to wait till we're 35 or 40 to actually start caring about how we have quality relationships with people? Wouldn't it be amazing? Like to me, the whole idea of wouldn't it be amazing if we had this kind of level of sex education going on in the world for everyone starting at like our youngest age, just, you know, beyond the this is how puberty happens. Oh, my God, that would be delightful. <laughs> so we're going to head to our <laughs> and last commercial. We have so much more to talk about. This may become a series or it may become a whole brand new show. You never know where this is going. <laughs> you <laughs> so never know. You yeah. are listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? 
Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone Radio Show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today from the U.S., call 815-880-TALK. That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Or send your questions or comments via email to info at MilicaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, sweet pleasure seekers. I hope that you guys have listened from the beginning, but if you haven't, you've missed me saying cock many times. And so just <laughs> for fun, go back and have a listen, because that in itself has got to be delightful. And <laughs> so, <laughs> and there's so much valuable information in here, too. So definitely listen from the beginning. Um, I know that sometimes our listeners are a bit shy and I don't have a lot of people who call in, but the coolest thing is I get these like secret messages that get sent to me um, sometimes uh, as responses to different postings on some of the over 50 places where we get podcasts. And I think we're podcast in 50 or 70. I don't even know anymore. The numbers keep rising and we're live streamed in over 50 places as well. So sometimes there are messages that come through on different um streaming networks and sometimes I get private messages through my website to talk about um, different guests and different uh, shows and so uh, if you want to get some for your show I'll totally let you know about that Christopher and it's really fun to to have the feedback from people um, and I, I bet I bet that there are listeners and I have I have some listeners who have literally listened to every episode all 256 and I get feedback on almost every single show from some of them um, which is amazing. I love the dedication to pleasure and to themselves having more pleasure uh, and to their curiosity. And the beautiful part is almost all of them are men uh, that actually listen to this show uh, in a dedicated way. So that's really cool. And lovely. So, yeah, we've got these like secret, secret niche groups of men in the world who are curious, who are looking to have more pleasure, who are 
desiring to connect with women on a different level where it's not it's not like um the ownership of you know a hundred years ago or whatever and it's it's actually regarding each other as human beings that are valuable human beings that have uh, different responses and not every woman is going to be the same just like not every man is going to be the same and yes this roadmap that we talked about prior to the break may be a generalization but i think there's so much truth in it for women who are listening and you're like no i just like to get turned on and i'm like that's great <laughs> but when you actually look at all the other parts that happened before that it probably did start with your mind and your heart and then to your crotch um so i'll yes, interrupt you, you and say that. yeah uh, you know, I'll, uh, that what I teach is specifically stuff for long-term relationship success. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's quite a few women that I know who are very sexually empowered and, you know, that they're very able to get turned on very quickly by physical stimulation without needing somebody to connect to their mind and their heart first, right? But they're not looking, this is, they're not in a long-term relationship, right? And I'm teaching, right. you know, tools for men who want success in a long-term relationship. Um, specifically, you know, there's plenty of other people out there who are sexually empowered in lots of other situations like casual sex and Tinder and stuff like that. Um, but that's not what I teach. I don't teach dating strategies. I don't teach pickup artistry or how to transition some someone quickly to get them into bed or anything like that. I talk, teach you want a hot long term relationship that gets spicier year after year. This is the roadmap that works for me. You don't have to believe me. You can just look at my life and, 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 and see me you know, just see my, the success that I'm having in my life. You just try these things on and copy me. Try them on for size. See if they work for you. If they do, great. <laughs> if not, modify it or throw it away. It's fine. I'm not, I'm not preaching here, but, but I have observed things in my years of study that I can communicate in systematic ways that I think are true. You know, they have a very good ratio of success. So anyway, just, I just want to clarify that. There's plenty of women who yes. get really hot really quickly, casually, and stuff like that. Um, but that's not what I'm teaching. Yes, thank you for that. Because that was my thought, too, when I was um, oh, like looking at that. Because I could, I could hear the arguments in my head from people going, well, blah, blah. it's not usually my voice that I hear, but I'm like hearing the voices of the masses who are like willing to argue different perspectives. And um, sometimes it's it's quite funny because it, it isn't the same target, right? So to even have the argument isn't even relevant because it's not the same target. So one of the things to look at really, I think, is uh, for people in general is like, what is your target? Like, what is your target for your your turn on? Like, what's your target for your for your sex life, your relationship? Do you even know what that is? I think a lot of people are conflicted on that and don't even know what it is. One minute they're like, I want a long-term relationship. And sometimes the next minute they're like, I want to go sleep with the masses. And it, there isn't a lot of, there's a lot of confusion and there's not a lot of congruency with who they are or because they don't actually know who they are or what they desire. So there's all of that that's part of turn on as well and part of like knowing who you are. What do you like? What do you actually desire creating on the planet, right? And you talk about mm. these things in different chapters in, in your book as well. You touch on some of those <clears throat> those things as well and have some pretty pragmatic approaches and tools for people to utilize to 
get to know you and like release some of your negativity and or all of it. Why not? And um, just even There's knowing so what there. you like and yeah, like having the conversation, like it's pretty key. Well, <laughs> you know, I, I do focus on men and a lot of things that I say. You know, people can say, well, it's the same for women, too. And I go, you're right. <laughs> but I'm working with men. So I'm talking to men, you know, and uh, the men are in a really hard place, uh, if you will, in, in today's society, They're stuck between a rock and a hard place. Damned if mm-hmm. they do, damned if they don't. Uh, post Me Too in the last two years now, since the, the, the extent of uh, male uh, abuse and harassment uh, of women became known publicly in, in mainstream media. Um, a lot of good men have found themselves in a place of paralysis. And Absolutely. they're afraid to make a move. They're afraid to say what they want. They're afraid to initiate. And yet they're expected to be the initiators by a lot of women. Uh, they're expected to do this and do that because they're men. Um, and they end up not knowing anything and freezing and becoming a stone in, in, in this state of paralysis. And that doesn't do anybody any good. And, and there's so many women crying, come on, where are the men? What, what, what are they doing? I'm like, well, you know, they're, they're scared. They're terrified. They, they want to be a part of the solution, but they don't know what to do. And they don't want to get called out. They, want, they don't want to get labeled a sexual predator or anything like that. So to that, I, I, I offer these tools and say there's so many good men that are, are like a light out in the darkness surrounded by nobody that thinks like them, kind of like um, starving for this kind of support. So one of the things that I'm doing is building an online men's circle and local men's circle here in Costa Rica so that men can get together and talk about these sexual and relationship issues um, in a safe space that I facilitate so that we build interconnectedness and support and encouragement dealing with making progress on these issues in our lives and addressing the challenges that we, we experience with women um, and, and build solidarity that we're not the only guy out there in the world who's trying to do this good work. There's other men doing this good work also. And we feel that kinship and that brotherhood and it really turbocharges our progress and our success. So I love that. Um, and the folks can find you at consciouscock.com. So, and you can find... Exactly. Um, you can find the book there and lots of extra downloads and all kinds of great stuff. You can connect with Christopher um, through con- at Conscious Cock um, on Instagram as well. And find him, locate him, connect with him. Next week, our show is going to be The Indisputable Gift of Men with Dana Lewis, which is going to be so exciting to talk to her. She's an author, too. Thank you, Christopher. Been wonderful. Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Jelanić. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on.